What is the haps, everybody? How are you doing? Welcome to an episode of Rants and Revelations with me, Alex Rudinger. I know it's been a hot minute since I've done one of these. I promise, guys, I'm trying to do them more regularly than I have been, uh, but this has been a particularly busy period in my life. Um, I also want to apologize in advance if you can hear, like, a weird white noise. Um, there is an air conditioning unit, <laughs> like, two and a half feet from me. Uh, but if I turn it off, I'm going to die because it's summertime now. And I live in a very old house in, in a basement. And uh, we do not have central air, which... Uh, is a, quite annoying, to be honest. I always forget that, like, a lot of the rest of the country does have central air conditioning. Um, but, yeah, this house is old enough where it doesn't. It's never been upgraded to have it. So we just have units all over the place. And uh, this one, <laughs> you should see it, guys. It's So, like, I took out a glass pane in one of the basement windows a long time ago. So there's, like, a tube that you know, the exhaust goes to, and then it's on top of my dresser. I built this thing out of wood to keep it at an angle so that way it can uh, drain because, you know, it creates, like, all this condensation. And uh, I do not have a condensate pump. Instead, I just have this tube that runs from the back of it around my dresser into this old small trash can and then like two or three times a day during the summer, I empty that thing into the sink. It's annoying as shit, uh, but that's how I have AC down here. Um, I do turn it off when I'm recording, but, you know, like recording drums, I mean, but I can't really bring myself to turn it off right now. So I just hope that this SM7, uh, which usually is a fairly directional microphone, uh, doesn't pick up very much of it. But if you hear some annoying white noise, that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to try to keep this episode actually kind of brief uh, because I am waking up early. It's currently 2.30 in the morning, and I'm waking up early to drive to Tennessee again. But I'm pretty sure the last episode I did was before I went to Tennessee the last time. So it's been like a month. Um, and I just thought I'd do a quick episode before I leave again. Um, I actually took my SM7 with me last time in hopes of doing an episode while I was down there, but then I just didn't end up having a chance to, uh, so I'm not even going to bring it this time. This is an even shorter trip, um, so I'm just going to leave it here. Uh, but yeah, what has been going on? Um, I went to Tennessee to find a house, and I was unsuccessful, so that sucks. Um, and then I came back here and then in the time I've been home. So while I was in Tennessee, it was established that, uh, I was going to need to come back to Tennessee or be in Tennessee again, you know, around now, which is why I'm leaving tomorrow because we're doing some music video stuff. Uh, Whitechapel is, uh, for the new album. And at that rate, I basically just, or at that point, I decided it just made sense to, uh, you know, call it in terms of house hunting. The market sucked. There wasn't a lot available in my price range. And I had already been staying with Zach for like three weeks at that point. And for the record, you know, <laughs> I was down there basically to look at houses, but there wasn't many to choose from. I did go look at a few, and none of them were really... Well, there was one that actually was sick. It was like, uh, it was a pretty small house itself. It was under a thousand square feet. But even, I mean, frankly, if it wasn't for drums, I'd want something even smaller than that. You know, I'm living alone. I'm, I'm buying a house by myself. Um, and the, the thing that made it sick was that it had a detached garage that was almost as big as the house like it was huge and it was totally unfinished but you know I could totally have finished it and soundproofed it and it would have been sick uh, however to soundproof it and build it into like a legit studio it would cost some money which I would definitely want to do initially um, because I want to be able to play drums um, 
and the house itself was in great shape. Um, oh man, there were these super cute dogs too. They uh, they were at the house that like when we, when you went to look at it, there was this note that was like, also there are two dogs. They're super friendly and they like left out treats for you to feed them if you wanted. I was about to be like, yo, if I buy this house, tell them to throw in the dogs, um, you know, because I'll take them. They were adorable. At any rate, um, the house was listed at like 170. Uh, and I've gone back and forth on how much I want to spend, but to be honest, I'm cheap as hell. And I'm doing this by myself, y'all. Like, I, I'm, I don't have a girlfriend or anything, you know, that I'm buying a house with or a wife or whatever. So. I, you know, I want to keep it as cheap as possible and I don't want to live beyond my means. You know, I don't want to be struggling every month to pay my bills. So my goal has been 170 max. And if it's really the right place, I would go above that a little bit, you know, but I don't want to spend over $200,000. You know, if I do 170 or below, uh, you know, my mortgage will still be, you know, six, seven hundred a month and, and stuff like that. And with with all my other bills, it's manageable. I can do it. Uh, but I don't really want to spend more than that. I don't want to have more mortgage than I can handle. So at any rate, the house was listed at 170, but I was like, OK, well, I definitely have to spend money initially to fix up the garage. Uh, but you know, it was such a sick garage. It would have been worth it, in my opinion. And the location was great. It was kind of in Fountain City, which is like uh, kind of, you know, it's part of Knoxville. It's, I think it's technically in Knoxville city limits, which actually, as sick as it is because it's close by to stuff, isn't totally ideal just because it increases the taxes. But um, yeah, great location. The house itself was in phenomenal shape, had had a lot of upgrades and all that, and then this huge garage. Um, but yeah, it was listed at 170, and it's a seller's market right now. So like, basically my realtor was just like, you should probably offer like 185 at the lowest, probably more like 190, 195. And frankly, it's probably gonna go for more than that. And I was just like, yeah, okay, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna like put that down, you know? It's like at that rate, I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I've been incredibly frustrated by this whole thing because if I would have bought a house like six months ago, I would have been made, you know? The market was so much better for buyers, but I wasn't sure entirely what I wanted to do yet. You know, I wasn't 100% on moving to Tennessee yet. And I was also really terrified, to be honest, because of COVID, you know, COVID was more prominent six months ago. And I had no idea when I would really go on tour again, when my income would become somewhat stable again. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, I wish I could have done it like six months ago though, but is what it is. So, that house was sick, but I did not put a bid on it. And uh, yeah, so pretty much all the rest of the time, I would just stay at Zach's house and uh, drive over to the band's practice space, which shout out to everyone in Whitechapel for being super awesome and letting me use it. Um, that's another really big benefit of, you know, living in that area is that, uh, you know, obviously I'm in a band with those guys and, you know, got mad love for them and it's good to have friends and people around you that you know but also the the band practice space which is kind of like a big storage unit kind of place um it's really nice that that's there because if i buy a house that you know has a room that i want to fix up into a studio but it takes me some time i could temporarily you know go use their practice space i'm <laughs> frankly i'm sure they'd be fine with me just using the practice space but you know it is as cool as that is, I, I want to have my own drum space in my home and a place to record. That room is definitely not ideal for recording at all. Um, but, you know, it's still great for practice, and I'm, I'm very thankful that they let me use it when I'm down there. So 
in fact, I actually started cleaning it up. Um, in my Patreon uh, group chat on Discord, I posted some photos. So anyone in there, you know, already knows this. But yeah, some of it was like the bathroom had not been cleaned, I think, ever. So I went to Walmart and bought a, bought a bunch of uh, cheap cleaning supplies and just put some elbow grease into it, like clean the shit out of it. There was this old rock star mini fridge and uh it looked you know it worked it was just gross like it had been covered in mold and i cleaned the shit out of that and started using it for my water bottles when i'm practicing in there and um i'm gonna try to clean the rest of it up on this trip and they were all super appreciative but it's like you know i was the one using the space all the time so as much as i was doing it for them too i was also doing it for me because like i was in there you know every day practicing so uh, I wanted it to be a little less grimy, but, uh, yeah. So I don't know. It was a good trip, even though I didn't find a home, just, it was nice to get out and, uh, be around those guys a bit and, uh, just be out of my normal home environment, especially after the last, you know, two years now, almost, I mean, I was so used to traveling a shit ton throughout recent years and then COVID hit and I was home for like two years. So it's, it was just nice. I, I like having a change in my environment like that sometimes. Um, even if the point of the trip was to find a house and I didn't, it was still kind of nice to just get out. So, um, but on this trip, fun little side story, actually. Um, today, I also talked about this in my Discord chat today, but so I'm going down to do these mu music videos and I can't really say why, but I have to take more than one drum kit with me on this trip. Um, <laughs> so I'm not, I can't say why I'm sorry, but I, I don't, I don't know, you know, maybe I could, but I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm allowed to say or not, but I need to use this one kit for something and I don't want to use, you know, a super nice kit for it. So I'm taking this other kit. Um, actually my very first drum kit, that's the one I'm taking. It's a super old low line Gretsch Blackhawk kit. And uh, I made sure to, you know, I don't endorse Gretsch and I would, I'm not going to post about it online or anything, but it's, it's just the first kit I got. It's actually got a lot of sentimental value. My mom got it for me when I was 13. Um, and they say it's bad luck to sell your first instrument. So I'm never going to sell it. Um, but yeah, it's a super old kit and I'm taking that and using it. And I covered up all the logos and all that stuff. Um, so I'm going to use that for it. But I, I have to take these two kits, and I can't fit that much stuff in my car. So I was like, you know what? I talked to Alex Wade, and um, I was like, if I take a trailer, could I, could the band you know, reimburse me for that? And they were like, yeah, of course. So um, I paid myself to put a tow hitch on my Honda Element, because I'd wanted to for a while anyway, um, just to have. you know. And I figure whenever I do find a house and I move... I'll probably have to rent like an actual box truck, but you know, I figure it could never hurt to have a tow hitch. So the soonest appointment I could get to do it was today. And, uh, that's why I am not leaving until tomorrow. I would have already left probably. Um, but I went and got it today and then it was terrifying. I, I, the guy put this trailer on and then I left and then like five minutes into driving I, I, I thank god I wasn't on the highway yet but the trailer detached and I was like holy shit like I saw it I heard something and then I looked in my rear view and saw it like coming t you know all off and I like hit the brakes but then I was like you know it all happened in like an instant thankfully I wasn't going that fast I was probably going like 40 or something and uh, I wasn't on the highway yet but basically long story short the guy at U-Haul didn't tighten it down and uh, it actually infuriated me because, like, here's the thing. I guess as the driver, I should check that before I drive. But at the same time, uh, you know, he had just put the trailer on and he was like, yep, you're all good to go. And, like, it's U-Haul. Like, his job is to put the trailer on. And technically, you're not <laughs> – they don't even like it when people, you know, put their trailers on 
you know, for them. I've tried to do it because, you know, Good Tiger, we always used to take U-Hauls. Pro tip for band people out there, especially in the States and Canada, um, we always, you know, I got this idea from Revocation, actually, but we always took U-Hauls on tour because it is more expensive, you know, than just owning a trailer, you know, at least for that month. But in the long term, it's actually not. It's, you know, you rent a trailer for a month or whatever, but at the same time, if you consider that when you own a trailer, you have to pay for, you know, not only like just the licensing and all that stuff, but there's upkeep, you know, new tires, all that shit. If something goes wrong when you're on the road, that's another big problem. Whereas U-Haul, you could be anywhere in North America and if your trailer breaks, you know, they'll fucking have someone out to fix it stat. In fact, that happened when Good Tiger, we blew a tire on a trailer, on a U-Haul trailer in somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Saskatchewan in Canada. And in my head, I was like, Jesus Christ, we're going to be out here in the middle of nowhere for God knows how long. I called U-Haul. I'm not even shitting you. There was someone out there within 30 minutes. They put a new tire on and we were back on our way. And, you know, that's free. It's just it comes with, you know, renting a U-Haul. So and those those trailers are built like tanks. They are built really well. So. You know, it's a little expensive, but at the same time, in the long term, you don't have to pay for the maintenance or anything like that. So it's it's a good bet. Um, but anyway, I know for a fact, because I've done that several times, I'm, I was always the guy in Good Tiger that went to pick up the trailer. And, you know, they don't like you to even put it on, you know? So, like, I just assumed the guy tightened it on, and he didn't. It just popped the fuck off. And it also sucked because, like, I don't know. It was a long day today and I've had a lot to do and I've been really stressed out. And when it detached for starters, I'm lucky that it didn't like ding up my car really. And it looked like there was a little scratch, but you know, there was nothing in the trailer. It was light. Um, you know, cause I was just picking it up, but it's still scary. There was no one behind me. And it's like, you know, if I was going faster, if I was on the highway, if there was a car behind me, you know, I could have been in an accident or somebody could have died if I was on the highway, you know, like that could have been real bad. So like, I don't know, I, I went back and forth on whether or not I should complain because here's the thing, the kid that attached it, man, he was like a kid, like he, he wasn't a kid kid, but he was, he was like in his early twenties and you know, he was super nice and he was helpful the rest of the time. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, man, like, that kid's just trying to get by, you know, who knows? Like, I think he just genuinely made a mistake, you know? Um, and it's like, I don't want to get someone in hella bad trouble. At the same time, it's kind of a serious thing, you know, it could have been. So I did write to U-Haul online, but I made a point in my note to them to be like, look, I don't want to get this guy in trouble. I do genuinely think this was an accident, but... At the same time, you know, if that trailer had been full or or if I had had anything in it or if I was on the highway, it could have been pretty bad. So, you know, maybe just reiterate to that branch, you know, that they should probably double check that stuff. Um, so, yeah, that was a little bit terrifying. Kept me on my toes today, though. Um, but, yeah, then, you know, the trailer came off. I reattached it. Then I had to go back to the U-Haul because it also ripped off the cabling. Um so that the whole thing annoyed the shit out of me, but whatever the trailer's outside right now. Um, I'm mostly all packed up. I still have to fold some laundry, <laughs> even though it's two 45 in the morning and, uh, I'm going to go to bed after I get off this, but yeah. So as well as all that stuff, you know, I've only been back from Tennessee for the last couple of weeks. So on this trip, I'm going to be looking for a home again, um, doing stuff with the band, um, and the other reason I came home is that uh, Whitechapel's management, you know, wants us to, we've been making different content that's going to be coming out for uh, the new album, you know, and he wants me to deliver, he wanted me to deliver everything by the end of July. And I knew, you know, when I was still in Tennessee last time that if I didn't, uh, if I had to come back down to Tennessee for this stuff we're doing, you know, after I get there this week, I would have a really small window. So I came back home mainly also to record drums. And uh, I did these, I recorded three 
new drum videos, uh, one for each of the singles that'll be on the new album. So I guess, I don't know the exact plan, but I, I think what the plan is is that they'll each be posted you know, shortly after uh, each single. And uh, I got those tracked. And then I also, <laughs> I think I did this in record time actually too. I, I transcribed uh, a book for Blake Richardson, um, a Between the Buried and Me book. He hit me up right before I left Tennessee to come back up here. And he was like, hey, could you do this? And he basically was like, I would need it pretty quick. I didn't really think about it till now. Uh, but I guess BT Bam's going on a tour in August. So he wanted me to hopefully get it done quick enough so that he could um, get them printed in time to sell at merch on, on their tour. So to, you know, to get the lead time for you know, printing them up, I had to get it done kind of quick. Um, and I did, I, I got it. I think I transcribed all of wait, what album did I do the great misdirect? Yeah, I did great misdirect. I transcribed in like less than a week, which was pretty good to, for me. Like some of those songs, I mean, shit, dude, swim to the moon's like 17 and a half minutes long of like some crazy tech shit. You know, every time I've trained, that's the third book I've done for for Blake now. Every time I transcribe his drumming, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude, you're out of your mind. Like, he just writes the coolest shit, and he's so solid. He sent me all the uh, album stems, which also makes my job way easier. Um, just because then I have everything, and I can isolate something and get stuff really detailed, and um, yeah, it's just helpful. I can look at all the stems and Pro Tools and, and stuff like that. Also, fun side note, well, not really fun, just random side note. I have noticed at varying times that a lot of people actually complain uh, when looking at my, my transcriptions, whether it's my own books or just files I've put online or books I've done for other people. I've seen people complain about the way I transcribe flams. Uh, so you'll be glad to know that I didn't do it that way this time. And I'm going to explain why I did it at all that way, uh, right now. But basically guitar pro five, the version I have, it doesn't really let you make race notes and well you can, but they sound weird. And a long time ago, I hated that. Like I wanted it to not sound weird in guitar pro. So what I started doing was just taking you know, whatever, like, let's say there was something at 180 BPM, you know, or, or you know what a better example would be like, actually, no, let's just say 180. So I, I would choose, what I started doing is I would choose a uh, super high permutation, like I would choose like a 32nd or 64th note, and then follow it by a 32nd note. Like if I used a 64th note, then I would follow it by a 32nd note that was dotted. So that way it can resolve and because the dotted is one and a half. So a 32nd note is, you know, a 32nd note and a 16th note. Or uh, I'm sorry, a 32nd note and a 64th note, I guess. So I would then do it that way so it could resolve the measure. Um, and it would sound better. It just sounded more like a real flam to me. Basically just two notes together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. Hopefully it does. Um, but I would do it that way basically because it sounded better. And then I just got really used to doing it that way. And like, it actually kind of helped me wrap my brain around as odd as the sounds. It, it helped me wrap my brain around like, uh, different note permutations, even, even better. You know what I'm saying? Because all of a sudden, especially if you're writing, trying to do a flam and triplet and you're doing like, you know, a 32nd note triplet followed by like a 16th note dotted triplet and then you have to resolve the measure it would be really weird um and it, it allowed me to kind of like get an even better grasp on rhythm i know that sounds maybe kind of crazy but it, it did actually help me in a way um but yeah i really only started ever doing it that way because uh, i liked the way it sounded better and yeah so i did it that way and then i just got really used to doing it that way so i always did it that way but then a bunch of people would look at some of my older books and be like why does he write flams like that? And I will say it, it does look, especially depending on what the flam is, like if it's in the middle of a fill, if you're not like, you know, not even if you're new, just if you're not, I don't know, it, it, it can just be a lot. Because all of a sudden then there's like this really weird looking note that's like way higher value than other notes around it 
followed by a, another note that's dotted. And then sometimes, depending on the tempo or what's going on, there'll be like a random uh, rest after it. So it did look kind of weird. And I definitely had some people be like, why, does it, why do you do that that way? Um, so this time, what's actually kind of annoying is <laughs> I forgot to do it this way on this book but I remembered before I finished. So I went back in afterwards and changed all of them uh, to be normal looking flams or grace notes in Guitar Pro. And uh, so hopefully if you, uh, if that ever bothered you in my transcriptions and you go see BT Bam on their tour in August and you get one of your, get one of these books, it won't be the old way. It'll be a normal looking flam guys. And that is the whole story on why I did flams. Anyway, what the hell was I talking about before this? I don't even remember. Shit. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. I kind of remember. I did that in this period, too. So I recorded these videos. I did that. Uh, and then I've just had a bunch of little shit to do. I've been really stressed out, to be honest, and also stressed out just because I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of stress that comes with like trying to find a house and move and a lot of uncertainty in my life right now still. And uh, that drives me crazy. But, you know, I'm doing the best I can. I, I haven't been able to go to the gym as much as I would like, which has been it always kind of gets my mental health down. I feel like, you know, I definitely feel better overall when I'm working out regularly because I'm, I'm happier with myself, you know? Um, I'm not going to lie. I definitely had a panic attack like a week and a half ago. I think it was kind of induced by the CBD. I take a, uh, a lot of the times at night I'll take a CBD THC blend, which I think I mentioned a while back that I took way too much of it when I first got this one. I didn't realize it was like a one-to-one -one ratio and it was way more THC than I'd ever taken. And I took way too much and accidentally got really high and it sucked and I hated it. Um, so I take way less now. I never took that much ever again. But I think it was like a combination of, you know, the, I don't know if you guys heard that, but my, the washing, the dryer in the other room just went off. So my laundry is done. Good to know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't take nearly that much anymore um, at all. You know, I take a very, very small amount, usually just a couple drops or something. But I think it was the combination of like the stress maybe and, uh, you know, the THC kind of just combined with the stress I already had put me over the edge. Like I went to bed, I was in like a cold sweat and my heart rate was up and I was like, God damn it. The thing is, it was weird though. I feel like, you know, I've had panic attacks at different times in my life, but there are times where like, I don't know, like this one was different. I wasn't, I wasn't panicking, you know, like I wasn't, I, I've been, I had been and was, and still am stressed out, but I wasn't like in that moment, like, Oh my God, you know, like freaking out. It was just like a culmination of stress, I guess. I don't know. Um, but that was weird for sure um so yeah i don't know i guess that kind of brings us up to date i got some stuff recorded trying to find a house craig reynolds and i were supposed to i was supposed to have craig on my podcast again and then it didn't work out again uh so we're, we'll get him i'll get him on here soon i'm sure craig's my boy he's not like avoiding it we're just both caught up with a lot of different a lot of different stuff right now. Um, I feel like there's some other shit I wanted to tell y'all, but I can't think about it. I can't think of what on the top of my head. I wasn't really planning on even doing this tonight, but then I was like, ah, oh, shit, you know what? Do a little quick one, you know? Um, I know it was also the 4th of July recently. That's a topic. I, uh, I hope you guys all had a good holiday. I go back and forth on the 4th of July, man, especially in recent years um, or, you know, the last year or two. In years prior to that, I used to throw a party here. It was the only time I ever threw a party. And for like three years in a row, it'd be pretty popping. There'd be like 30-something people here, sometimes more. Um, you know, all close Frederick friends and extended Frederick friends, people I trust. And uh, 
I would always be totally sober. I don't really drink. So like I would be the sober, you know, party thrower that made sure everything was going all right and that nobody was destroying anything. I used to take my uh, my spare studio monitors, my KRK rockets upstairs and put them on the screen and porch. And yeah, it was a good time, but I couldn't could, definitely couldn't do it this year. Um, but yeah, at any rate, um, I go back and forth about the 4th of July, man. Like I, I don't feel very proud to be an American in the last couple of years. To be totally honest, I've never felt like a large sense of pride for being an American at all. I do have a lot of pride for being from Maryland. Uh, I think Maryland's been an exceptional place to grow up and live, and our flag is badass, as you all know. Well, you all know that I think it's badass. So, you know, I've always had the, the state pride, but I don't know, man. Like, this country is... We were talking about it. So what I did do on the 4th of July was I went to uh, Anoop's house, which was lovely. Um, normally Anoop, you know, comes to, came to my parties when I, when I had him here on the 4th, but this year I wasn't doing it, and he invited me up to his house, and it was super chill. It was just me and him and his wife, Maru, and a few other couples. I was the only single one, but it was still lovely. I had a great time, and uh, I hadn't seen Anoop in a minute either. So it was just nice, but... We were talking to, some of us were talking when we were there, and uh, Anoop's wife, Maru, is from Uruguay, and her brother was in town, and he's, you know, from, from there too, and he was talking about how it's so weird, like, the name of the U.S. is so weird, and I've always thought this too, like, the United States of America, like, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people in America think that this country is just called America. And it's like, well, no, like, uh, and he was actually telling, this is really interesting. He was telling me that in South America, they actually teach more that South America and North America are all one continent, but it's just, you know, that's the Southern part and this is the Northern part. And I was like, wow, that's actually really interesting. But, you know, if you follow that logic, whether you look at them as one continent or not, you know, even if you look at North America and South America as their own individual continents, you know, North America still encapsulates a lot of places other than the United States. And, you know, but a lot of Americans kind of don't always like, see, I just did it. Holy shit. A lot of Americans, a lot of like people from the USA is what I should say, I guess, or something. Um, but a lot of people, U.S. citizens, you know, just think they're they, they're like, yeah, America. And it's like, well, that means it doesn't mean what you think it means, for one. Uh, and also he was talking about how, you know, if you think about that, that it's actually called the United States of America, you know, America being this continent or both continents. Basically, it means that the name of our country is United States. And I think that's really funny. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, for starters, it's ironic because, like, I don't really feel like our states are that united. Like, you can travel between them, you know? But, like, shit. Like, politically, it's like, I don't think we're very united at all. Um, culturally, even, you know, like, state to state, different parts of this country. It's so huge, you know? Like, I don't know. So that was funny. We were talking about that, but also just in general, man, like I've been pretty open about my political beliefs and stuff, but uh, you know, I'm, I apologize in advance if there are any conservative people, I guess, that listen to this, but after Trump is our president and some of the other shit that just the government's pulled, I, it's like, I don't know, man. I don't feel any pride to be from this country. So it's weird to like, want to celebrate it like I'm thankful don't get me wrong like it's been a great place to live and grow up and I am thankful to be from here but I don't know man it just seems like a weird thing to celebrate like some of America's past is dark and yeah you could probably say that for a lot of the world but I don't know man it's just after Trump and and everything that's gone on in the last couple of years and how the last administration handled the COVID crisis and, and how many people died. It's like, yo, you're going to be prideful right now of this. Like, I don't know. I might get some hate for this, I guess, but 
it's just a weird thing for me. I don't feel patriotic, you know, at all. Um, and I also just get really kind of tired of like all these people in America being like, see, I just did it again. I'm a product of my environment and my own culture, people in America. I guess, I mean, I guess it's correct in that like we are people in America, but when I say it, just like the way I'm saying it, I'm implying people from the United States of America. You know what I'm saying? And I'm referring to them as just Americans, though. And, you know, it's almost like implied that I mean the United States, but really it shouldn't be that way, you know? But whatever. Anyway, I... What the hell was I talking about? Shit, I don't even know. I lost my train of thought. No. Yeah, whatever. I can't remember. I'm so tired right now, but... I don't know. It's just a weird thing, the 4th of July. I uh, I wish people from here had more humility and more appreciation for the rest of the world. You know, people are always going on like, USA is number one. And it's like, dude, have you even been anywhere else? Like, what are you basing this off of? Just like when people say that, they're basing it off of the fact that other people have told them their whole life that America is number one. And it's like, have you lived it? Have you experienced it? You know, you've just been like taught that. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a great place to live in a lot of ways, but so is Switzerland. So is Denmark. So is a billion other places, you know, like there are some places in the world I certainly would not want to live. And I'm very thankful to live where I do live, even though I am trying to move, not to another country though, obviously, but you know, I mean, if it was easy to just move to another country, I probably would try because, I don't know, it'd just be cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, shit, that's another thing. I don't have – that's another reason I can't have a ton of pride. It's like our healthcare system is so fucked, man. Fuck. Whatever. I'm just – I'm going to go down a rabbit hole if I go on to that. I got to stay more positive than that right now. Keep my mental health up, you know. Not bitch too much about things I can't control. I've been trying really hard to keep that in perspective lately. Because throughout the last year and a half, you know, with all this time at home and seeing stuff go on in the world, it, I started falling w way harder back into old thought patterns and stuff. Um, pessimistic, nihilistic kind of patterns that, you know, I mean, that's how I was when I was a lot younger. And I don't know, you know, part of me feels like I should feel some of that. But then part of me is also like, I can't solve a lot of this stuff. So to be negative is to just be negative you know I, I try to just enjoy what I can control and and you know the present moment and my immediate surroundings and you know so anyway uh what was I talking about man I'm all over the place tonight y'all but yeah fourth of July it's weird I I don't know how I feel about it really but nonetheless I hope you all had a good holiday because at the end of the day I suppose a holiday like that in modern times, what it really is, is an excuse to, you know, sure, I guess if you're a very prideful person for this country, you celebrate the country. But I think for most people, what it really is, is, is an excuse to, you know, see people they care about and friends and family and eat some good food and have a good time and be appreciative of the fact that in this country, despite all its problems, you know, you can go and see your friends and have a good time. So taking it at that value, that kind of face value, um, it's a good thing. And I hope that everyone had a great 4th of July. Um, I certainly did hanging out with Anoop and his wife and friends. And uh, yeah, what else? Oh, shit, y'all. I haven't even... I did not watch the first game of the NBA Finals tonight because I was packing all my stuff up. But I did watch the highlights, and let me tell y'all, I'm, at first I wasn't that stoked, I don't know, like about the Suns versus the Bucks, but I'm just kind of stoked that it's something so different than it has been in recent years. Like, no LeBron James, like, freaking the, the goddamn Nets blew it. You know, I know they had injuries and stuff, but still, I mean, come on, dude. Everyone thought it was gonna it was gonna be the Nets in the finals. And so to have it be the Bucks versus the Suns is just kind of cool. And also, 
I love Chris Paul. And I, like so many people I've seen online, would love to see Chris Paul get a ring. Like, man, he has had such an impact on the league. And, you know, for him to be this far into his career, you know, what is it, like his 16th or 17th year? He's been on all these different teams. He's had seemingly all these shots to to get to the finals and get a championship, but has never been able to do it because he's been plagued by injuries or his teammates have been plagued by injuries. And I don't know, man, it's just really cool to see him thriving with the Phoenix Suns and for him to be in the finals for the first time. Uh, and then similarly on the East Coast, you know, the Bucks. I love that, you know, Giannis got the Bucks to the finals. So, man, I feel like I have to sneeze right now. Am I going to sneeze? Oh, I love sneezing. Come on. Oh, no, it's going away. Shit. I don't think I'm going to sneeze. Damn it. Anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was sick. Uh, I don't know who... I don't really care who wins, but because either way, I, I'm going to be stoked. I'd be stoked for Giannis. I think Giannis is super funny, for starters, and I always like NBA players that have personality and stuff but um also he's just incredible the greek freak you know that's what they call him if you're not a basketball fan um so yeah i'd be stoked to see either of them win but personally i'm not gonna lie to y'all i'm leaning a little more to the suns i'd love to see chris paul get a ring it's also exciting for you know all the other players on that team but devin booker i mean shit dude i don't know if any of y'all remember the last like several years but the Suns were like the worst team in the league for years. Devin Booker would just constantly put that team on his back and like it was never enough still. And then all of a sudden they got Chris Paul and a couple other pieces and now they were the number two seed and, and they're in the finals. So I think even for Devin Booker, it'd be awesome. Um, I really haven't had as much time to watch basketball in the last, you know, this season in general, but I have kept up with it still. And uh, yeah. It's pretty badass, so no matter who wins, uh, tonight the, the Suns won, and so now the series is 1-0, and obviously if you're not a basketball fan, it's a best of seven, so, you know, it's very early uh, to tell still, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, what else? Is there anything else? I did have one guy in my Patreon ask a question. Let's see. Yeah, here it is. Here's a question you can say for your next podcast if you want. Which band that you've written for has been the most fun creatively? And what would you like to write for next? As in, would you want to do a session job for something more Good Tiger-ish, Conquering Dystopia-ish, etc.? Personally, I think your writing on the Intronaut album is your most creative, and I would love to see more that is similar to that, although it doesn't exactly showcase your more technical speed side. That would be more ordinance that showcases that stuff. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, wait, what did the first part of that question say? Most fun creatively for me. I would probably agree, actually, that the Intronaut album was in a lot of ways. It was... Well, for starters, it was, like, super challenging for me, just in a very different way than I was used to. You know, like, for example, that intro in... Or the whole, you know, first minute and a half or so or whatever of uh, The Cull is just, like, nothing I'd ever done before. So to to write that and, and then learn it was very challenging. And actually, the high Tom ostinato right after the crazy intro thing, um, that was actually... Uh, not Sasha's idea. Whose idea was that? I don't know. It was one of the other guys uh, wrote that. Well, he wrote the idea, and then I, like, expanded on it pr pretty hard. But, you know, that, like, keeping the, the pulse with the high tom was his idea. One of those guys. I don't remember which one specifically came up with it, but, um, yeah. So I can't take credit for that entirely. But it was super challenging to learn a lot of the stuff on that album and in that way it was fun it also was weird though because i was in like a really negative headspace when i was doing that album like when i was writing for it and even towards the end like when i actually started learning it all so it was hard but it was like 
I don't know. It almost felt like torture in a way, but like good torture. Is there such a thing? I, I guess like, I don't know. Um, but it was definitely the most, f I think one of the most, if not the most fulfilling thing I've done and creatively, I just, I don't know, man, it all depends on what I'm writing for too. And it depends on the, like, it depends on the point, you know, meaning with Intronaut, they were like super down for me to do whatever, you know, there were no rules. There was no time where they were like, this is too much. They were just super into it and they liked how into it I was getting. Um, and they let me really go all out. So I did. And that was cool. That said, it doesn't always work that way. And I'm not sure I would even always want it to work that way. You know, like I like writing as a unit as well. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think as a unit, the Intronaut album works, but their style and the, the Intronaut music in general, the band in general is just so different than almost anything else out there. It's very progressive and, you know, you can do a lot of craziness and still have it be overall wonderful compositions and songs, you know, whereas if I, I feel like if I tried to do some, something like that in, you know, Whitechapel or something, it wouldn't be quite, it would be a little bit over the top, you know, like, um, you know, it's more of a, it's not really only a vocal driven band at all. I mean, Phil's the voice of the band without a doubt. And he's phenomenal. He's so good. It's almost stupid. Like, I don't even know if Phil like really practices regularly, but he's just, he's just got it man. he is so good. Um, but yeah, I don't know, you know, it wouldn't work for that, but I wouldn't even have tried to do that with them, you know, like. It just wasn't what it was called for. So I don't know. And, but it's hard to say because I guess also, like, I'm super proud of this new Whitechapel album. I can't wait for people to hear it. It's technical in a different way than the Intronaut album was, but there's also some parts that are super chill, you know, as well. So a couple entire songs, really, that are more chill. But I still feel really good about it. Like, maybe it didn't push me creatively as much, but, like, the songs are super good, you know? Like, so that's important to me, too. Um but yeah, in terms of like pure drum nerdage and stuff, I'd say the Intronaut album, the Conquering Dystopia album will always have a place in my heart just because of the people involved in it. And similarly, they they actually did have me change some stuff that I wrote initially, but for the most part, they were down with pretty much all of my ideas. And, uh, you know, I mean, I just couldn't believe that I even got asked to do that album so I was just stoked in general. Um, and in terms of stuff I would like to do in the future. Oh, and in response to this question, uh, the ordinance stuff, it is fulfilling, but like, I don't know, man, it, I wrote that stuff when I was really young and like, I really didn't put any thought into like being able to actually do it live. And ultimately it didn't matter cause we didn't really, continue that band or even try to do it live more. So it didn't matter, but like some of it's like so over the top. And then also like for as over the top as it is. And I think this is the other reason like the Intronaut album kind of takes the win for me is, uh, but with the ordinance album in the end, like that, the engineer that mixed it blended samples and, you know, it sounds really fake to me. So like, I don't, I don't like it as much, you know, whereas the Intronaut album, I feel like is just this, you know, there's no samples anywhere on that album, drum wise, you know, nothing. And I feel like it's still, even with that in mind, can still hold up, you know, against modern production. And, you know, sure, it maybe doesn't sound as super processed as certain albums, but it's, you know, it still has, it holds its own to me. And I, uh, that's important to me and you know I'm very proud of that as well so um but in terms of stuff I would like to do uh I don't know man you know Good Tiger too was I'm really proud of those albums immensely but they were kind of more like what I was talking about earlier whereas like you know I was kind of focused more on writing for the overall song 
even though I did try to slip in some crazy shit in there, um, ultimately in the end, I was more concerned with the song. Um, so again, it kind of depends on the point. It kind of, yeah, it depends on what the point of whatever it is I'm doing is. I'd love to do some more stuff with Intronaut, but I don't really know if I'm allowed to say that they have a full-time guy now, but I'm not, I just won't say who it is, but yeah, they do have a full-time guy now, which I'm super happy about because I told him like, I would love to do another album with them. And I always would like, if anything ever changes, I would gladly do an album with them again. Um, more than gladly, I'd be thrilled. But similarly, you know, I couldn't commit to doing their band full time and they wanted someone that could, which I totally understand. So, you know, I'm glad that they were able to find someone also like, yeah, he kills it. Um, I don't know if they've announced that. I don't think I would get in any trouble if I said who it was, but I'm sure y'all already know he's been playing with him for a minute. Um, but yeah, so I don't think I will be playing on any other internet albums, at least not anytime soon, but you know, never say never either. Like shit changes sometimes. So who knows? I would absolutely always, if they ever needed anything or if their drummer, I don't think he would need this, but if he needed help with ideas or something, I would gladly, you know, I don't know, write stuff out or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what I'd like to do. It's a good question. But I honestly don't know. I kind of just go wherever things take me. It's like the Intronaut album... It's not like I really, like, went out of my way to to try and do that album. Like, I got in touch with them, and then I listened to some of it, and I was like, yo, this is sick. I want to do this. And, and that's how it went, you know? And, yeah, you know? But then at the same time, it's like doing Whitechapel. I still feel fulfilled creatively, and I'm happy with that, you know? Like... Maybe it's not as crazy in some ways, but it's still very fulfilling creatively and fun. So I don't know. Yeah, it's all just different, man. It's hard to say. It's hard for me to to pick something specifically that I really would want to do more than something else. But, you know, sometimes stuff just catches my attention and like... um, You know, the Intronaut album was definitely that, like... I heard the stuff and I was like, I want to play drums on this. Like, I want to do this. I think it would be so sick. This music is sick. And that's a big part of it. Like, if if the music really inspires me, then the more creative I can be, you know. But then again, it also just depends on if that's what the band even wants. Because there could be music where uh, it really inspires me to do something and I have all these crazy ideas, but then the band or the artist doesn't really want that. Like it's too much or they want something different, you know? Um, man, I've gone off on quite a tangent on this one, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. What the hell am I talking about? I don't even know y'all. Shit. I think my brain, is just fried right now, but, uh, Wait, there was something else I was going to say about that. The hell was I going to say? I don't know. I can't even remember, y'all. Shit. Oh. Mm. I'm stretching out real quick. You know what I'm saying, guys? Oh, shit. Ugh. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think I'll just leave it at that because I don't remember what I was going to say. Man, my brain is just everywhere. Not only tonight, but like lately, I've just been, I don't know. I've had a, like a lot on my plate and a lot on my mind. Uh, but yeah, overall things are good though. I would like to be able to find a house and move and I don't know, kind of start the next chapter of my life. And I would really like to be able to continue going on tour uh, whenever that happens. I think the soonest I will go on tour again is, well, potentially September. But with Whitechapel, uh, not till, like, early next year. But I'm really hoping, you know, I saw something on, on online today that said, like, Matt Heafy from Trivium 
got COVID, even though him and his wife are vaccinated, they both got COVID anyway. And I was like, shit, dude, like, uh, I mean, obviously the, the vaccine isn't a hundred percent foolproof. So it could have just been like a, you know, a one-off, but at the same time, part of me is like, dude, I swear to God, if a bunch of like COVID variations start popping up and get really prominent and this country goes into lockdown again, which I mean, frankly, I, everything was handled so badly last time. Like, I don't know, whatever. I don't want to even get into that, but I'm just saying if somehow all the tours that are coming up in the next year, like get canceled and we're unable to tour again for even longer, I'm just going to like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking freak the shit out. I think at that point I'm just going to be like, I don't know. Fucking what am I even doing guys? It's been uh, God, you know, I just want to, Shit was all sick like two and a half years ago. I just want shit to go back to that, you know? I probably sound like a little whiny baby, but I miss it, man. I was uh, super stoked with how things things were going uh, leading up to COVID. And yeah, it's just been a rough couple of years. I'm not alone in this, though. I'm not complaining more than anyone else, I'm sure. Or like I'm I'm not saying anything that I think 99.9% of the people out there haven't also felt. So... At least there's that. At least we're all suffering together, right, guys? Am I right? I'm just kidding. I do hope that everyone out there has, uh, you know, things have been on the up and up for you and that, uh, you know, hopefully your life has started resuming normality. I hope so. Um, it actually makes me a little bit jealous. That's one thing That's one thing that I, I meant to mention that's been weird as shit is that, like, I go out now. If I, I go to the gym, there's no mask mandate in Maryland anymore. Everyone's at the gym, not wearing a mask. Everyone's just doing their shit. You know, people are going into restaurants. Everyone's, it's like, oh shit, everyone's living their life. Yet I am almost like, there's like a part of me that's resentful because I'm like, God, all these people are just already back at work, but like touring and playing shows, although they have come back, they're not really back yet. Like the industry, the music industry isn't in full swing yet, you know? Like, and I'm, I'm almost just like, God damn it, everybody. Like, how come, you know, shows are the last thing? God, ah, get all frustrated, you know, like a child. But we're all just children. Am I right? All right. I'm going to shut up. This is actually longer than I planned on even doing this. But, hey, that's why it's called Rants and Revelations, folks. Am I right? All right. I promise I'll get Craig Reynolds on here at some point, And I also intend on... Uh, doing more episodes because I just I like doing this it's fun it's like I've said in some of my earlier episodes um, although I don't intend on ever being like a full-time podcaster or anything like that at all you know it's it's somewhat cathartic for me to just sit here and talk into a mic so um, I've often feared that people are going to think I'm insane but then at the same time I just don't care you know so I don't know. Hope you guys dig it. But I do intend on doing more. It's just been a particularly chaotic time in my life. And, you know, trying to find a home has really been my my main priority right now. So but this trip is only like I think I'll only be down there for like two weeks at the most. So, you know, if I find a house, though, which would be so sick. Fingers crossed, everybody. If I find a place, I guess I'm going to just I don't know try and start moving as soon as humanly possible so keep you all updated on that i definitely intend on doing video of like setting up a new studio space and all that so um yeah and i originally had hoped that the nile cover i did was going to be like the last thing i recorded here but then you know when i found out i had to deliver these new Whitechapel videos um before the end of july and i hadn't found a house yet it was like okay well I'll just go home and back to Maryland and record those. But, you know, finishing off with if those are if I find a house in these next couple weeks and the last three videos I ever record here were those three Whitechapel songs. I am also stoked on that. I think that's a sick way to finish off just as much as, uh, you know, the Nile cover. You know, it'd be a sick way to finish off the uh, the era of the basement recordings. I will miss this room, you know, over the years, whenever I do finally move, whether it's in the coming weeks when I, if I find a house or whether it's, 
it takes me longer or whatever, I will miss this room. It's, uh, it is just a concrete basement, but goddamn, I've, I've figured out how to get the most out of it. And I, every bit of practice I've ever done in my life has been down here. So, um, well, aside from like practicing in other places, like the Whitechapel practice space or something, but yeah, this basement will be missed. A lot of sweat's been shed down here, y'all. Am I right? Oh, all right. It's 3.28 in the morning. I'm out. I'm going to go to bed. Hope you guys enjoyed this. I still need to fold laundry, actually, so I'm going to put on an episode of South Park, fold laundry, then go to bed, then wake up and drive eight hours to Tennessee with a trailer, so it'll probably take me longer, actually. Shit. Whatever. Is what it is. I'll get there when I get there tomorrow. Am I right, guys? Better safe than sorry. All right. I hope you are all well. Uh, Take care of yourselves. I'll do another episode as soon as I get home or shortly thereafter. Um, Have a good couple of weeks. Much love, and uh, talk to you soon. Peace.